Anyway. Right. Yeah, man. Let's crack on then, shall we? <clears throat> yep. Recording. It's my warm up. Cool. <clears throat> How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. It's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Da. Da. That's See what good. It yeah, it's very good. Uh, in this episode, we're talking about the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and David Harbour. Yes. To name but and Rachel Vice. And Rachel Vice and Ray Winston for some reason. Yeah. Ray Winston's in this film. Why? I, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so finally, after it's been almost two years to the week now since, Has um, it? yeah, so it was like, I think it was July 2019 was when Spider-Man Far From Home came out. Um, so it's been two years now since there's been a cin- uh, Marvel movie in the cinemas. Um, yeah. So it's been a long, old wait. Um, in the meantime, obviously we've had, there has been more stuff that's been put out by Marvel. In the last few months, we've had a couple of their their TV shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, but this is the first time we're back at the cinemas to watch Black Widow. It got delayed over full, and over again, full scale. Yeah, um, and eventually we got around to it, and now we're here. So it's been there's been a hell of a lot of build up to it, um, and that's it's something that is hard not to to not factor into how you feel about it. But before we get into mm. that, what did you think of Black Widow? I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really good time with it. I really enjoyed it. I was quite lucky that I didn't go in with any major hype. Mm. It was, I don't know, it was like the equivalent of going back into something that you know really well, you're really comfortable with, and you're like, right, I'm okay. I know what I'm doing here. Like, I know I'm getting myself in for. Yeah. And... I'm in for the ride, like having a good time with all of it, just sort of take it as it is and accept. Yeah. Like accept the fact that, right, we've got this and we're here and let's just crack on with it and not read too much into it and get too carried away sort of thing. Yeah. How about you? I really liked it. I didn't quite love it. Um, yeah. I, at the, towards the beginning of it, I thought, holy shit, this is going to be, this is exactly what I want because like, you know, we've talked a lot about the Marvel movies, as you know, on this podcast. But my, in terms of my personal preference, I've always liked the ones that are a bit more stripped back and a bit more sort of real, if you like. Like, so, like, I think my yeah. favorite is still Winter Soldier and always will be. Um, yeah. And well, I say always will be until something comes along and topples it. But I've always preferred that style of the Marvel movies and like things like the Netflix series. Yeah, I've always that's where I lean towards. I still love you know the the Ragnaroks and the you know the Infinity Wars and all that stuff, but my personal preference has always been for the more gritty stuff. Yeah, and yeah. when this started out, I thought they were really going hard in on that. And the thing that really sold me on that was the the credit sequence they did with the cover of um, Yeah, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, that came out. That was like because you know any credit sequence is sort of you know a movie sort of setting out its shop window and saying like this is what we're doing this is the tone we're going for yeah and watching that i was like oh shit like this ain't your dad's marvel do you know what i mean it was that kind of <laughs> it was like we're taking this super seriously and it was like some really like confronting imagery of all the you know all the conditioning going on these girls being transported yeah. in in container ships and it was like it was really well like put together and shot and was, like this haunting soundtrack i was like oh fuck they're they're taking this super seriously um, but then, like as the film went on, it's like they added each yeah. little thing they added made it more and more like a generic Marvel movie. Until by the time we got to the end, it was pretty much just a generic Marvel movie. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Which kind is of what I had. <clears throat> it's fine. But it's but just it was... I feel like they could have done better. They could have done more. Um, but yeah, yeah, like uh, there were a few bits as I was going through. And I was like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. It's like grounded, stripped back. It's like this family film. It's like an actual film about family, not a film about family that is Vin Diesel 
being absolutely gone. yeah that's what i love it yeah i was gonna say that actually it's like in comparison to the last movie we watched where which pertains to be about family this is actually an action movie about family yeah. <laughs> unlike the last five fast and furious movies which has pertained to be that but they are but they're not yeah exactly and then i was like i was i was i was really really enjoying it and then there is i don't know we'll probably have a little sort of mini spoiler segment i think yeah, definitely. but it was a case of like uh i did feel like they almost almost jumped the shark like in the third act yeah okay well, and i was a bit like that, yeah. because i was yeah like I had a really good time with it and there was a lot going on, but then there was a lot going on in a few other places as well. You think yeah. like I'm all right with part of this, but not quite all of it. Yeah. It's just it, it, but like, it first... there was, like the first, I think it's not like the first, maybe half of the film. Yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. Like, it was great. Like the first really like... spy, like the spy that came in from the cold sort of thing. And it's, yeah. Which is exactly like, what I wanted from a, from a Black Widow movie, and like even like yeah. even up to and including like that first action sequence, the first major action sequence is this sort of um, you know car chase in Budapest where they're on a, on the motorbike, and it was yeah. like there was nothing in that that would have been out of place in you know a Mission Impossible or a, or anything like that. There was nothing. Or, were, it, it reminded me a lot of um, like the Jason Bourne. Yeah, Bourne, definitely Bourne. Yeah, sort of side of things. Um, but but that's the thing. I wanted it to go further in on that because the thing with Jason Bourne is um, is that it's always like the the idea of that is it's one man against the world sort of thing. And it's like yeah, being pursued by these just omniscient like the CIA and these huge things. And it's just that he's surviving by his wits and his, and his trade craft and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I wanted to see from Black Widow. I wanted it to be completely. You take her away from everybody and you leave her entirely isolated. How does she survive? And they yeah. set up that idea because they take us the other sort of issue with it in the sort of meta narrative, I guess, is that it's taking us back all the way back to post civil war. Yeah. And saying that's like, right, the Sokovia records and she's on the run because of that. And it's hard to get your head back into that when we're now at a point where we're, you know, we, we're three, we've had three TV series in the last year talking about post end game and dealing with the aftermath <laughs> of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to go yeah. back and start giving a shit about, See, so, I was I, kind of. I remember the Civil like, War and the Sokovia Accords. Really... Like, who gives a shit about the, the Sokovia Accords anymore? <laughs> well, exactly. Like, hey, they're they're gone. I think anyway, aren't yeah. they? All but, um, like I was really enjoying it. Like you know, Black Widow's always been like this. Pretty much, depending on who's written her, Joss Whedon excluded from that. She's always been like this powerful like doesn't take any shit it's really super capable and really independent yeah and then yeah i was kind of like enjoying that side of things in this and then i was like oh there's like there's more and it's like okay we are going to see this like oh we're going to hear like Dracov's daughter yeah that was cool which is something that loki like teased her with mm. uh in the first avengers yeah and then yeah there was like a lot going on and I was really, really sort of having a good time, but then it was, it was around, yeah, like it's the third act is what yeah. really got me. But I mean, so just to sort of cover off the the sort of the plot side of things, mm. it's essentially a case of, you know, as we we've kind of seen from the trailer that, you know, uh, Yelena Belova's in this, who's like who's essentially Natasha's sister. Uh, but they're all sat around. I was like family and listen to your mother and stuff like that. So yeah, that's love, not yeah. me spoiling it. No, I love like, and I don't think it's too much to spoil it to sort of talk about the, the pre-credit sequence where it is the yeah. the family and hiding out in America on a secret mission. But it's like they have this yeah. whole fake life, and it's yeah, David Harbour as the father, um, Rachel Weisz as the mother, and then these two young girls playing the the younger versions of Natasha and and Yelena. I'm like this is really cool. And like, they've really yeah. rounded the rest of the movie. And like, I love that whole opening sequence. It's brilliant. Yeah. It was really good. And it was really tense as well. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where it was like, it was surprisingly tense. Despite the fact that you saw early on that this is like a shield mission that the shield are coming after. Yeah. I was going to, I, I thought they were going to have like when shield was chasing them down and at the end, it's all that towards the end of that sequence, I was expecting there to be, 
you know, someone steps out of the car and it's like a de-aged Nick Fury or a Colson or something. That's exactly what I expected. But they, but they didn't do that, which I'm glad they didn't. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, and I think part of the issue with like, it's a little bit of a shame that, again, I wanted that stripped back, just, you know, Natasha on her own and surviving on her wits and that's it. But the a lot of the runtime was dedicated to her basically putting another superhero team together. And then because they're all characters that we never met before, they all have to be built and we have to understand what they are all about, what their motivations are. And all that yeah. stuff's done really well. Like there are some great, like there's a sequence sort of near the back end where it's like, it's all of them have got together and they're in like a, it's kind of, it reminded me a little bit of the, the farmhouse sequence from Age of Ultron where yeah. everything just slows down. And it's literally just people having conversations. And there are some brilliant ones like between like David Harbour and Florence Pugh and their characters. But yeah. all of that, in building those characters, you're taking away screen time from Scar Johansson in her solo movie, which she really yeah, like her solo movie like, and her swan song. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it feels like a bit of a yeah, it's a shame yeah. for, on her behalf. It's like I really just wish this had come out when it was set. Like if this has come that's, out that's, after Civil War, this would have been brilliant. That was my first comment when I came out of the cinema. I said I really enjoyed it. But it's five years too late. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, can you imagine this? This is a perfect. So, right again, like in terms of Marvel, you think of things like uh, the Ant Man and the Wasp, like came in between yeah. the two Avengers movies. And it was like a perfect sort of palette cleanser right in the middle, tied into the overall arching plot, but just had that little bit in the middle. And I feel like this is, this could have been one of them if they just done it right. This is between the wars, between the Civil War and Infinity War. This is something that happened. But yeah. they, for whatever reason, yeah, for all the silly reasons they have done, they ended up delaying it and it didn't come out until now. But I mean, it's it's not to say, like, it's hard to, like, distance yourself from that and just evaluate it as a movie on its own. But when yeah. you do, I think it is, like, like, it's better than, so, like, for my, my money, like, at the moment, having watched it once, I feel like I would say it's better than, like, Captain Marvel, for instance. Um, I think it's stronger because just because of like some of the themes and some of the sort of the deeper stuff that it does get into. Yeah, it's I don't I do because well yeah I've made no secret about I love Captain Marvel yeah but um, I don't know like I think some parts of it definitely I think it's stronger than uh, maybe maybe the Amp Hands yeah. I don't get me wrong. I really, really enjoy the Ant Man's, but like, I think it's definitely stronger than a couple of like the the other sort of like some of the Iron Man's and yeah, or well, uh, two of the Iron Man's probably two and three, yeah, maybe even one to be honest. Actually, thinking about it, see, I don't know because like, yeah, that's that's the thing with me is that it's there's some subtext and stuff there that is great, and if they had fulfilled the promise of that that opening title sequence. Yeah. they could have done it really well. Um, and even some of the stuff in the third act, I think we'll get into that um, probably post credits, but I feel like they, it, there are moments in the third act in the final confrontation that are really, that hit hard and they're really good. And the, but they would have been better if the whole narrative hadn't been and was down somewhat. I feel like, you know, it's things like Yelena got brought into it and she's very much the standout character that everyone's going to love. But I feel like and yeah. she's great. She's great. Florence Pugh's brilliant. She's really good. I get it. But there's an element of it where I feel like she's like been precision engineered to make people love her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just like yeah. they, they give her all the funny lines and she's just constantly like there's it feels like there's a Marvel quip quota that they have to fill. It's like for every however many minutes of screen time, there has to be a certain number of quips. And it's like, <laughs> that's fine, but not for this movie. Like, you'd set out this, like, dark, like, you know, women being trafficked and abducted and used as weapons and all this stuff at the beginning. And then now you've got this girl coming in. Like, also, where does her sense of humour even come from, if that's how she's been raised? Like, I don't understand yeah. how she even has this sense of humour, but she does because it's a Marvel movie and everyone has to be funny. It's like... Yeah, I mean, there's there's part of me that does agree because there are there are, like there are moments where you're like, all right, settle down. Like yeah. that's, that's a line that somebody else has used yeah. like in another one. And you're like, that's exactly when you would expect a Marvel quip to come yeah. in. 
um that they've sort of become that predictable yeah but i, I sort of sort of took it on is that you know because we are talking about like a mind control situation yeah the way that i read it was that they are they're aware they're just sort of locked in so mm. that they they're aware of what's going on but then then their actions are happening but they're not they don't know if it's them doing it or the shadowy behind the scenes doing it if you know what i mean yeah yeah i know that's um, kind of where i got it from and i was like so she's got this personality that's like she's a bit quippy she's a bit silly she's a bit immature but like, i liked the, the, it's the the best the better stuff of hers is like when she's like she's got this dry sense of humor where she like takes the, yeah like, like i like the whole thing where she takes the piss out of um natasha posing yeah like that's funny that is genuinely funny because i've seen you on the news and i've seen like because you're famous like everyone knows who that widow is at this point yeah and why do you always do that thing where you like you whip your hair back like you're posing it's like that's such a cool like meta like taking the bit and then when she does yeah. it in the movie she goes fucking such a poser and then like, yeah. it's like <laughs> and then she does she does, she it, does it herself and, she, and then she goes oh god i can't believe i just did that yeah and it's like that's great i really like that and like the, the, there are there are ones that feel natural and there's ones that feel forced i feel yeah. like they just could have if they just dialed it back by like 10 percent, it would have felt a bit more natural i think that yeah. the one that really stands out to me as being ill thought out is like the one there's a part where after they so yeah slight spoilers here there's a part where they meet up with the father figure so they get david harbour um hmm. and oh, he well, makes, we see that in the trailer like yeah, they're yeah. all sat around having dinner true um but they yeah they and they're having this conversation he makes some quip about oh, oh why are you so angry is it your time of the month <laughs> and, then she, and then she turns around and says no you idiot i don't have um, i don't have a uterus <laughs> Because because of what happened to them, but then and then it should be then. I feel like that should have been like a oh, and then just a moment where he goes fuck. That's my fault. He doesn't say anything, but it's just a moment. Like, but instead she like goes oh. What they do is they go inside and they rip out all your like reproductive organs and they do all this. And she goes on and on and it makes it like an awkward and it turns it into a joke. Yeah, and it's played for laughs, and I'm like, you really shouldn't be playing that bit for laughs. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah, kind of, like you're kind of undermining the whole thing, like because then it becomes a whole joke about like men being awkward about women talking about their bodies, basically, which is yeah. a, a, a tried and tested joke. But that, in this context, I feel was just not well. Like, no, you're undermining the whole point of this movie, almost like. Yeah, because I, I like that joke sort of really hit for me because he was like, because it goes to show that he's. Really, it's. I sort of took it as like they were they were highlighting him as being a bit of an idiot. I never really thought about it from the other side because I was like, the last time Marvel did this, they were like, "I'm a monster." Yeah, I know. And you're like, and they're trying. Oh, they're, they're working. Hell. They're working back from that, and they're making a, yeah. they're, they're making a better point about it. But like, and they're making it in like, and they're trying to be like, oh, okay, so if, if you can't have kids, you're not a monster, but. What they are doing is showing like how bad what these people do to them is, and yeah. like the, the the partly is like the implication of uh, why as well, sort of existing within the the realm of them being like these like especially her being like a child assassin, yeah, and you're like, well, the reason they are like this is so they can't get pregnant. Yeah, exactly, and then, like there's there's that's that's part of the reason why I sort of, because it has got that deeper stuff in there and like they do get into that a little bit later on that yeah. sort of, it elevates it a little bit for me, but I feel like I would have rather they gone in further on it. But at the same time, this is a Disney product. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. It's, like, like, got the, it's a really tough balance that they've got to manage. And I know there'll be a lot of people who watch this and will be annoyed that it's not enough like a Marvel movie. It's not enough, you know, wham bam like lasers and all that sort of stuff. Do you Cameos know I mean? and yeah, exactly. Or that it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't do enough universe building and setting things up. It's not, you know, it, and so I can understand well. why. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> but from my point of view, I'd rather it had even less than it did than that of that, yeah. and it was just really massively stripped back, and it was literally just, you know, the whole thing takes place in, you know trains and offices and, and like, yeah. like yeah like a born movie do you know what i mean um but yeah um i don't know i i, I thought and david harbour's great as well i think all the all the people they do introduce do a really great job 
and they're all yeah. shit. Like the cast is unreal. Like they've got some shit hot actors in this. Rachel Vice does a great job, even though she Rachel Vice is fucking brilliant. She's brilliant. David Harbour's great and funny. Um, and Florence Pugh, I get it. I get all the hype around her, but it was all very obvious where they were leading with her introducing her. Yeah, I just thought um, she was fucking great. Like she from the great. second that you're in there, you're like, not only is she really good, but she's really believable as yeah. well. Yeah, like she's you can see that she's very capable and the fact that she's constantly pointing out that this cool vest that she bought has so many pockets. Yeah. And then that's the yeah, I love that little tie in. I didn't even clock until towards the end. That's our shit. That's the vest. Because do you know what I remember? It might even be it might even be on one of the podcasts that we've done. Yeah, you were I think you said, well, it was either you said, but oh, but when we when it was around Infinity War. You're like, oh well, what's, well, what's the origin of Scarlet Witch's new jacket? Uh, the uh, Black Widow's jacket. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah, because you're like, oh, sound... she's got this cool jacket. What's what's the origin story for that? And I'm like, oh, they've they've done it. They've actually done it, haven't they? I, I forgot that I'd said that, but that does sound like the kind of thing I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I really need to know like the origin story of um, Hawkeye's dumb haircut. Oh, that, you know, that they need to do. I want. I want a whole episode of the Hawkeye TV show dedicated to why he got yeah. that haircut. Uh, speaking of which, that's when we're next going to see Yelena, um, and that was confirmed before we even saw the the um, movie. Was it? We, yeah, yeah. We know. We knew that she'd been. She's going to be. Not know that she's going to be in the Hawkeye TV show. We know that. Um, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I thought. Let's think. We're talking about all the supporting cast, and we're not talking about Scarlet, which is a shame. Because I feel like this should be yeah. her movie. This should be her absence. Well, and, and she's great. And she always has been great in this role. And she's been playing it for 10 years. But I feel like she does kind of get sidelined in her own yeah. film a little bit. And it kind of sucks that that's what's happened. Um, yeah. It is. I really, really enjoyed her in this. But because she's such an understated character. Yeah. She gets like, upstaged a little bit by the others. And because yeah. they're all new as well. Because they're new, your focus is on them. Because you're learning about them for the first time. Whereas... Yeah, Black Widow. We've seen her in ten movies at this point. Like we know her, and we've got we're getting this backstory now. We're getting a bit more about what she's all about. But even that, like, we kind of knew. Like even you know the the Age of Ultron thing. Much as it was like there was a lot of issues around it, it did give us a lot of her backstory. We did see those flashbacks of her, you know, training, doing the whole, um, you know, in the red room where I was trained, and we knew what had happened to her. So it's like they're expanding on what we already know, but we're not discovering necessarily anything new. No. Um, even the Drake of Thor's thing is like we're finding out more about it, but it's again something that we already knew. Um, whereas with all the other characters, they're completely blank slates and we're learning about them for the first yeah. time. So I, it, it naturally your inclination is to start focusing on them. Yeah, it's, tr- it's tricky. Like, I, the one thing I would say is that it's, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's you're right. Like there are, she is upstaged a lot, right? But, and it's one of the things. It's like, how do you upstage somebody that's just consistently great? Yeah, but at what she does, which is being a character that's a little bit quieter, a little bit understated. She isn't the loudmouth goof off. She's the one with like the quick quit and the wry remark. Yeah, and the sly smile. She's not the. Yeah, that's what's annoying. What's annoying to me is that's like right. Yeah, she's been that, and she's had to be. You know, had to share space with the Tony Starks of the world and the Thors who are much yeah. bigger, larger than life characters. So now you have an opportunity to break her away from all of those and let her shine on her own and not be the one who's sort of the quieter one in the corner. And then what do they do? They introduce a bunch of other characters and make her the quiet one in the corner again. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And it is. Yeah. I feel that like, I, feel, I feel honestly, it's, it's a lot to do with the Marvel um machine and what they what you yeah. know what they have to produce and what the audience have come to expect at this point i feel like yeah. if they had gone and stripped it all back and had it be a lot of you know pensive looks and and you know very minimal dialogue and stuff like like we, you would see in a born movie then people would have been annoyed because it was like well this isn't yeah. a marvel movie this isn't why i, I Do come, you think i come expecting fun quips big action sequences comic book stuff that's what i expect and that's what they've written themselves yeah. into that corner now so that they have to. It's the the, the sort of the Marvel method 2.0. Yeah, exactly. So it's they've, like they've is working backwards from a structure of certain things that need to go in. Yeah, I feel like that maybe that they, they could have maybe had more 
freedom to be more different if they'd done it as a TV show, like similar to what like the, the Netflix shows were like. But yeah, then people I would have but, loved for this to have been a TV show. But then people would have been like, well, why why can't Scarlett Johansson get her own movie? Yeah. Everyone would have been annoyed about that. Like, so it's, it's a catch-22. And it, I think they did a really, like, it's not to say it's still a really good film. Um, I really did enjoy it. But it was, it, there are compromises that have been made along the way to make it what it is. Um, yeah. Which, you know, that is, that is the nature of studio filmmaking, really, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a little bit troubling for something that we've grown with and come to love as much as we do with, like, um, Marvel. You know, is is the fact that you might we might be in a position in the future where they're just making the same sort of thing over and over again. That's not. Yeah, I mean, I hope not. In, I mean, <clears throat> not really that exciting because, uh, like, the one of the things that I was going to talk about outside of this sort of conversation, because yeah, like I I really enjoy Black Widow, but um, is seeing the other trailers beforehand. Yeah. So seen the trailers for Eternals. Yeah. Don't care. Like at the moment, like just really? doesn't interest me. Yeah, it just well, like, because I've I know the Eternals, I've read the Eternals, but the Eternals are like this like side sort of space gang. And it's okay. like I don't know where they fit at the moment. But what I will say is I felt the same way about Guardians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Guardians was like first announced, I was a bit like, well, I don't care. Like, because they're not like they're not characters I'm particularly particularly like familiar with or like comfortable with or know a lot about. So I was like, I'm really not that sort of fussed by it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm... But then Shang Chi yeah. is totally something different. Is, is again is totally different, and I'm a hundred percent on board. See, I'm almost the opposite. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for both of those movies, but mm. I feel like I'm more excited for the Eternals because I feel like it will be more different. Whereas Shang Chi, I feel like it will be a, it's a Marvel origin story. Yeah, it it will be he has to fight a different a version of himself at the end that's like it's got the same power set but it's slightly different. Yeah. he has to you know, same, like same but bad. Yeah, it will be the same. It will be similar to likes of you know Doctor Strange or whatever. It will be very well made, very competently put together, but it will be another Marvel origin story that we've seen a million times before. Whereas the Eternals yeah. has got this sort of otherworldly sci-fi. Plus, you've got Chloe Zhao directing it, who's just come off an Oscar win. There's loads of yeah. positive buzz about it. Some of the shots in the trailer even are just like fuck. And the the cast, the ensemble cast they put together for the Eternals mm. is just like fuck. Whereas yeah, Shang Chi is like it's going to be a standard Marvel origin movie, and they've got Aquafina there to provide this the, the quips, the the, the the studio mandated quips per minute. Yeah. And it's just I feel like it will be more, yeah it will be more generic than Eternals, which might be something different. I could be wrong. I could, I could go into Eternals and it turns out they, they have to follow the formula again, but I hope not. Um, yeah. We'll have to see. Um, but anyway, Black Widow. Black um, Widow. Do we want to talk spoilers? I think we should. Yes, I think we should get into Yeah, because the kind of like the, yeah, the plot is kind of yeah, the third, spoilers. Yeah, the third act stuff I already want to get into. So yeah, let's talk about that. So if you haven't seen Black Widow, do go out and see it. Um, yeah. much as, but, but bear in mind that it's, yeah, it doesn't progress the story of the MCU forward necessarily that much. And no. so that is, I can understand why that would disappoint people, but just it's good to see a Marvel movie in the cinema again. So on that basis, yeah. go out, see it. Um, and you know, we're back. Go and see it at the cinema because then you're showing that how popular cinema is going to be for yeah. Marvel films because and otherwise already they're going to keep it's like. Yeah, it's breaking records already, I think. I think it's already broken really? the Fast and Furious record straight away, which good. is good. Um, yeah, more of this, less Fast and Furious, because let's put, put it this way, this is a thousand times better than Fast and Furious. Um, yeah. Um, and so this, down, is, yeah. this is the one that deserves to, to sort of prove the model of cinema is back rather than F9. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Anyway, spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoilers, 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 spoilers. That so, third act. Yeah. That whole third act, if it wasn't 
Okay, uh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're in spoiler, ter- well, spoiler territory here, but the, yeah, like if that would have just have been a base, it would have been fine. But it had to be a floating but base. how then. it had to be a floating base and it had to be fucking six miles off the floor because they're all falling and landing and skating and crashing and doing this, that and the other. And you're like, like again, it, this this was a grounded thing. This was this is yeah. I would much like, like this... again. I would have like I, the final fight should have been in like just a like the, the bad guy you got to try and get to is just in a drab office building in Moscow, and he's yeah. sat and he's like in like an M style like wood panelled office at the end. Yeah, that, that's, you've got to fight. You've got to do do a load of like corridor fights. Like that's what I really. That's another thing I really wanted is I wanted one uh, a one a continuous action sequence oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. from Scarlett from Scarlett Johansson as, as Black Widow. Obviously, how have we not had one of them yet? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the trend now. Like imagine like something like we got in um, Atomic Blonde, that whole that stairway sequence. Yes, like that, but with her. Like obviously, it wouldn't yeah. be as violent. You wouldn't. You'd have to. There'd be a lot of like punching people with her hair and stuff like that, like they do in Marvel movies. <laughs> but yeah. shit, like that's what that's the kind of that's what should have been the big finale. But instead, because it's a Marvel movie, emphasis on the word movie. They have to have a massive fuck off. Like there has to be jets and there has to be explosions and it has yeah. to be in the sky. And yeah, it's just like, oh, shit, it's such a shame. Um, and that's not to, it's not to discredit the film because it, the, the film, you know, it exists in a world where this happens. You know, when we look at like Falcon and Winter, like when we look at Winter Soldier, that's, you know, the, the ending of that is three helicarriers shooting the shit out of things and crashing into the Potomac. You yeah, know? but you look at the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the TV exactly. show, that literally was just, there was a meeting at the UN and it got it started getting attacked and they had to go in. They were just, it was just an office building. And the, yeah. the most extreme thing that happened is that he had to knock a pilot out of a helicopter seat. Yeah. That was it. It was like that. Yeah. It's like, that's the level but that that's the that difference should between, be operating at. Like the acceptance level of America or we'll say America, the, the acceptance level of Hollywood mm. is that for Captain America to do that is is inconceivable because he's a black guy. <laughs> you know, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't show him as being like this super aggressive going in, kick the fuck out of people because it perpetuates the stereotypes that exist in like Hollywood cinema. Whereas you can show Scarlett Hansen doing it. Yeah, I guess you so. know, but it, you can't. It's it's made it so much more tricky for it to for like Captain America to exist in that space where he's going in yeah. and yeah, it'd be interesting to see because like you say, like they, do that and forward. he didn't even kill that guy; he just pushed him out of the helicopter, yeah, and into the water, and like that guy's powered anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that with Sam Captain America going forward. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, even like even you know. Chris Evans, Captain America, wasn't overtly aggressive. He was never John Wick, was he? But I can see what no. you mean. Um, but anyway, getting back to Black Widow, I think that the whole sequence, like the one thing I will say for it is that I did like some of the stuff that where they finally got to the big confrontation with um, Ray Winston's character, Dracoff. Yeah. There was some really like interesting stuff in there. Like they had this whole thing about like she couldn't harm him because he had uh, a pheromone, um, like barrier basically is that he yeah. uh, as part of the psychological conditioning that he does with all these black widows which is part of the main plot of this is that they literally have have perfected mind control to a point yeah. where she can literally tell someone to stop breathing and she'll stop breathing and yeah. I'm like, like there was a little nod to like when they said that the whole mission at the very beginning of the movie was to steal them data from hydra because they were using it for the winter soldier program yeah so that's cool. I like the fact that it's not like, oh, no, there's two separate sh- shadowy organizations also happen to be working on mind control. So <laughs> like, no, 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 yeah. no they, they are linked, but it's not the same thing, but they are copying each other's homework, which is like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've like built off the foundation that technology they already had. Yeah. Um, but it's just this idea that, yeah, when she, she goes to hit him and can't, and then he like goes to strike her and she shrinks away. And it's got this, like this undertone of this, like, yeah. abusive relationships and you know women being manipulated into feeling powerless and this coercion and control that he has over these women who will do anything he says and it's like fuck this is like the subtext yeah. here is really deep and like and not it only is. That, just the when he talks about what his plans are and the old idea that it's like 
he has a network of that you know thousands of these women all over the world and he's able to control the world with them essentially and it's like when he makes that i think it's that line that he says something like it's one of the world's natural resources that will they'll never run out of these girls it's like fuck because you know that again that's like the 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 attitude or the thesis behind you know sex trafficking and things that happen in the real world is yeah, that women exactly. too, women do disappear and go and end up in sex trafficking and get like carted around the world in fucking shipping containers and this kind of shit. And it's like, yeah, fuck. But and I they're just, like rescued, so they sort of feel grateful and that they owe somebody a debt. Yeah, exactly. like, and well, this, you know, they they look after me and they, you know, it's my fault, really. Yeah, and, and they, they've like that. they've like comic bookized that idea by making it like a, a physical thing where you can't strike the person. You yeah, can't, but it's really like it's more so about the psychology of it. In real life and yeah. it's like i I loved all that and I, but i wish that like the rest of the film had sort of dealt with that better and that that final yeah. confrontation that they had hadn't been in a floating fortress in the sky it had just been in an office somewhere do you know what i mean like yeah that would have just if it was just when it finally got to that it's like in theory this could be like in theory the most villainous villain of all marvel villains do you know what i mean this is like yeah. on a level with like Kilgrave. Where it's just about manipulating someone, getting inside someone's head and manipulating them, which is far more terrifying than a big purple alien snapping his fingers. Yeah, like but the, the big purple that. alien is fine, but everybody turns into dust and then comes back. Yeah, it's and is expected yeah. to return. You know, there, there's an ability for people to come back. What this has is long-term, horrible yeah. long-term psychological effects on all of the people that are involved in this, and yeah. it's just about the trauma that they face. Which is a little bit, which is another thing that I wanted to sort of say was that, uh, like Pew's performance is that she's like, oh well, there's the point where she starts saying like all of this was real to me. But what they never address Mm. is the fact that like she was like coercively controlled throughout all this stuff, and they they sort of like I'm presuming they're going to get to that in sort of further content. Yeah, she obviously you know, should be about back. her. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like at the end, that was a great moment. So it was towards the back end when they finally have that you know sit down conversation with everybody, and it was the you know they were all saying, "Look, that that three years that we spent together playing happy families in America wasn't mm. real." And she got very upset. So don't tell me that it wasn't real. That was the best part of my life, and you're telling me mm. it was a lie. It's like fuck. That was really powerful. Like more of that. Like more of that stuff please um but just like yeah again like it's the the fact that like that it's not all about chemicals and and manipulating people and and going into their brains and all that stuff some some of it is just pretending to be someone's mother when you're not yeah and what that does to a child and it's like but also what i like is that it retroactively gives you some context for um natasha's character throughout what we've seen the fact that she does she is this fiercely protective over the, the Avengers who she sees as her family. Yeah. And, and shield who she sees as her family the way, like even the, in the first Avengers movie, like the way she reacted when it was Barton was compromised. Cause she's uh, attached all her, you know, lack of having a family to him because he's the one who made the call not to kill her. And they had the whole Budapest yeah. thing. And then that then gets transferred onto the Avengers. And it's like, right. Well, if you go back to the very beginning of this movie and see what happened to her as a child, the one time she was in a stable family environment it got ripped away from her and then that's when all the horrors started you go right well no wonder she pines for that no wonder she wants to get back to some sort of family relationship and she's so like almost obsessive about keeping that family together yeah and so it's, yeah it retroactively makes the other movies better as well as well so yeah it's great i don't know what i'm talking about this is brilliant <laughs> it is it is really good like there's so much it's not to say well it's like that's the thing it's not like a flawless film But it is a very good film. And especially considering what we, you know, it's the first Marvel film in like a couple of years. So it's obviously got a shit ton of weight on its shoulders. Yeah. And that's, but we are like getting into like hyper analysis of the, you know, probably one of the most popcorn y sort of popcorn genres there is nowadays, which is, yeah, true. You know, like, and there are things that they could welcome in, which, but then, you know, is that going to sort of further alienate? The audience, yeah. Well, I mean, who are like here say, for? Who, who are here for quips and superhero punches? You know, maybe. Um, but I feel like I don't know. Maybe the, some of the stuff that they've been able to like touch upon, like I think some of the stuff they did with Bucky in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier with his guilt and yeah. his sort of character development, sort of shows that there is 
a place for that, but it just might not be in the movies. And I feel like yeah. now that they're going to get into this much more, you know, synergized way of storytelling. So again, yeah, we've said we're going to see uh, Yelena again in the um, Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. But it might mean... I'm that really might... happy that I didn't know. I'm sorry that I told you. <laughs> I haven't said that. No, but, no, no. But it's, like... ob- it's obvious now, having seen the post-credit, well, but still. Yeah, the post-credit scene is, is what gives it away. Like, but that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, I'm really happy that I found out in the post-credit scene and not yeah. reading it on a website or... No. See, I knew that she was going to be in it, but I didn't know, obviously, in what context she was going to be in it. Um, but what yeah. I mean is, like, in that Hawkeye TV show, when, like, the first time she turns up, they may then do a flashback, and then, we, you know, that's the place where we might be able to explore some of her, you know, trauma and or what happened yeah. to her during the intervening years, because that's the other sort of issue that they do by having this prequel, is that Natasha had all this happen to her, and then Infinity War happened, and everyone got snapped away. It's like, what happened to yeah. her, really? What, 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 what happened? <laughs> like, again, like, yeah. can, can you imagine... Like if this film had come out when it was set, so say this has come out immediately after Civil War, mm. and then we had Infinity War, and everything everything went down the way it did. But then we come back in Endgame, and in Endgame she's like she's recruited in Yelena to sort of help bolster the team. Yeah, and then when it comes to the scene in Endgame where she has to go to Volmir and sacrifice herself, it's her and Yelena, not her and Clint. Yeah, that scene would have fucking hit so much harder, wouldn't it? It, yeah, I think it, <laughs> I think it was really effective anyway because we had the backstory. You know, we've we had that evidenced over ten years or however long it was. Oh, yeah, true, ten years. Yeah, true, but I just feel like, and then it would have been amazing to be able to see it from somebody that was, yeah, like an alternate perspective on it is fucking brilliant because, yeah, and it's it's a shame that we're not going to see that sort of chemistry that they've got. Again, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, if if they built it the other way around and then and then it, and it's the only time this has ever happened. Like that, they've they've done such a good job over the last ten years of like fitting these movies together in a way that they build on one another and they don't go backwards. So the idea, the, yeah. the fact that this is the first one that goes mid cool, yeah, it's it's the first one that goes backwards, and it also just happens to be the one that's been delayed and is the first one in two years. It's like that is just really bad timing. <laughs> so unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so of all the films to be the one to come out. And it's almost like they could have like, maybe we'll feel differently by the time we get to the end of the year. But maybe it was like, maybe you should have switched the release dates and had Shang-Chi come first and then this. Um, yeah. Just to give people something, oh, it's exciting. It's a new hero. It's pushing stuff forward past the point of Endgame, which we were assuming that's when it's set. Um, and then come back to do this. But then the longer you leave this, the less relevant it becomes. So you have to get it out yeah, soon as Exactly. So and that's what I mean. Like the, my main thing is that it's just five years too late. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just wish it would have come out Yeah, years, years before. And then we could have been in a position to understand more about her leading into further things. And then her death in Infinity War... Would have hit harder, exactly. Yeah, Would have I'm hit a lot harder. Because you're like, well, then- she does have... Like she's always said, oh, I don't have a family, and you know that's one of the reasons that you're like, oh, the presumption is that she's sacrificing herself because Barton's got family. Yeah, I mean, or even just yeah, and then having that involvement of this team, like having you know, even if it was just something as subtle as like Yelena and um, Red Guardian being there at the end during the, like the because the, the people have always complained about how Tony gets like eulogized at the end of Endgame and Natasha gets fuck yeah. all. But it would have been great, even if it had been just like it, everything plays out as normal in Endgame. But we just get one little moment, whereas those two visiting the grave, yeah, and it just sort of ties home. It's like she did leave people behind, and we're not forgetting about her because it was such a big fanfare about oh my god, Tony Stark, he's the best of all of us. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, you know, he's not. He's he's an egotist. No, yeah. that's that's kind of his thing. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um. Post credits. Speaking of credits, speaking of visiting the grave, so yeah, then we that, that's yeah. why it, it's jarring the, the post credit sequence because we then flash forward another what ten years almost it must be because it would be what yeah, a, few be. Ye- a few years after this, then Infinity War happens, and then yeah. it's five years later when Endgame happens and she dies. So it's like it's a good while later, um, and it's yeah. Elena turning up to the grave of Natasha. So it's um, like presumably it's present day. Yeah, it's because like it's now. Yeah. That's Julia Louis turns up. And then yeah, Julia Louis Drivers turns up. And this is one of the things that Kevin Feige said it's one of the only things that's changed as a result of the pandemic is that they filmed her 
stuff for Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, cool. Because they, because originally this was going to be the first time we ever saw her in Black right. Widow. But then now it was like, well, people aren't going to get who she is unless we've introduced her. So now they're going back and put her in Falcon and Winter Soldier earlier. Oh, I like that. So that's what they're saying now. But like, yeah, so the idea is that she comes and she does a bit of a, she's doing a Nick Fury recruitment thing, which we saw her doing Falcon and Winter are we, Soldier. And we think that's going to be the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. One of the two, because the other thing, there are, there's more and more evidence mounting up for that, including the fact that, like, um, the Abomination was in the Shang-Chi trailer. Yeah. So I'm like, Abomination, he's another candidate. You got your Captain America, you got a Black Widow. You got, yeah, do you know what exactly. I mean? It's all building up to, like, you can create, unless, I think, I don't know if she'll necessarily stay, because I think what, you know, I, what I can see happening in Hawkeye is that she comes after Clint, and then he, and then she sort of turns back to the good side as a result of, you know, yeah. whatever. But we don't know um, because what ends up happening is that yeah, she she's there at Natasha's grave, um, and this yeah, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus turns up and says, right, I want to give you your next target. So clearly, she's been working as an assassin for her for some period of time, yeah. and her next target is the man responsible for taking for Natasha's death, and she gives her the folder, and it's Clint Barton. Yeah. Fuck right. So now, but like, yeah, we we say that this doesn't necessarily push things forward in terms of the MCU. But I feel like when that Hawkeye series does land, which is hopefully happening back end of this year, beginning of next year, yeah, I feel like her as an antagonist will be a much more compelling bad guy as a result of having seen her in this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that, she's going to add so much more depth and so much more nuance to it because we're not always going to have. Um, yeah, we're not always going to be in the same way, but also, like, there is going to be it's as there are with so many other things, like, these things could be solved with a short conversation, yeah, and like, exactly. as, as so commonly happens with oh, so fair, much feel... in Hollywood, like, yeah. um, even within the MCU, you know, there are those sort of moments where you're like, just have a conversation, talk it out, like, I can't, yes. True, but I feel like they'll, they'll be a because she's an assassin, she'll be in, in a position whereby she's taking shots at him and he's nowhere near where she can actually talk to the bloke. Um, and he'll yeah. just be running from something and he doesn't know what. So it might be a whole there'll be a whole sequence of stuff where he's like he's f- fighting for his life and he doesn't even know who it is who's coming after him. Um, but the other thing is, like, even that it is pro- this is one of those instances where the conversation they have to have is probably longer than a five minute one because <laughs> you have to explain, right? So I went to space, right? And there was this floaty guy on a cloud. And the floating yeah. line in the cloud said that one of us had to die because it had to be somebody who we loved, but it couldn't be. And so then I tried to kill myself, but Natasha didn't let me. And like, it's quite a complicated scenario to have to explain to someone. <laughs> it's like, and why was this? So that we could get the soul stone. Right. And what's yeah. the soul stone? So the soul you, stone uh, is one of the infinity but you, stones. But that- then you think, you just say she sacrificed herself so everyone else could live. Like, Yeah. And like Yelena should know her well enough to be able to go. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And also from some of the conversations that they've had in this, he was the one that brought me in so I could defect and I had to do this. And yes, I killed this. I had to, or, you know, we didn't even talk about ta- my Taskmaster yet. Like, Yeah, Taskmaster, actually. Yeah. So what do we think about the Taskmaster reveal? I um, <clears throat> was and wasn't surprised. So I, my suspicions going into this was that... Um, Taskmaster was going to be Rachel Vice. Yeah, that was yeah. I thought that for a while as well. Yeah, so I was. That's just just what I, who I thought it was going to be. I was like, that's and didn't really think too much else from it. Um, and then when it turned out, I was like, oh, it's Drakov's daughter. Yeah, I think the the, uh, the the stuff they built in with Drakov's daughter was really good. Again, it it gives that line in Avengers like so much more weight. Yeah, the idea that she she was collateral damage. Yeah. The only way we knew that we were going to be able to take out take out Drakeoff, who's the head of all this Black Widow Red Room stuff, is by his daughter being in the room, and she used that as a way of saying, "Yeah, blow the fuse," sort of thing. Um, but then, yeah, this idea that he it's it further villainizes this Drakeoff character by saying, "Yeah, I, I I use women to do what I need to do, even my own daughter." has turned her into this robotic yeah. 
like she's a perfect mimic who can and like some of the action sequences are really cool like the first time they fight um, yeah and she like tries to use like her signature moves like wrapping her legs around the head and all that stuff and then taskmaster just does it immediately back to her and they both get up in the exact same pose and it's like yeah oh, fuck like yeah that was really cool that was like because that's what taskmaster is a comic book character and that's always been his or her thing um is his. that his like yeah i think Typically it's, he's, he's he's a male character yeah but, so um, that, i'm sure that'll piss some people off but the thing, but the thing is, like, Taskmaster's not exactly a particularly nuanced or historically well, like, deeply written character. He's a long-standing villain mm. that ended up training the Thunderbolts. He's it's never not- been a mute. He's never. He's always been, like, he's had what are called, what they call uh, photographic reflexes. Yeah. Um, and that's just what his abilities is like his power set if you will is the ability to duplicate so you always have to try something different or new or it's a reason to introduce a new character and that's why he's like the perfect trainer a like superhero like for the thunderbolts and yes and that's why i I can see him being recruited by val as well or her sorry i can see her being recruited by val um yeah in going forward and that's another thing that this film might add to the ongoing sort of building of the and same with david harbour like you don't bring in david harbour just for a one and done there's no yeah. way there is absolutely no way that they brought him in just for this he's got to be back somehow like i just i don't know how but yeah and that's a, so one of the so one of the people i went to sit with hi james if you're listening um <laughs> he said that he wanted to see more and i was like well it's not really his film but like i do want to see more of him in other things i was just okay with not seeing that much more of him in this one no i thought he got the right amount of screen time like i say i think you know I, the more like he, he got needed, the less he, yeah. scarlet got so well, ex- <laughs> that's, that's exactly it isn't it like the more other people are on the scenes one thing in hindsight thinking about it now that sort of did annoy me a bit was um was it all felt a little bit jack reacher at the end when they were like, oh, we were one step ahead of you the whole time. Oh, yeah. What, what were the and face? Like, the face, and, yeah, the yeah, yeah. outfit, the nose, the this, the, nose the thing, that, like, the thing. The nose the, thing. The nose thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, we're both, we're both going to say the same thing, I think, almost, is that I really wish they had the balls to let her have the rest of the movie with a broken nose. Yes. <laughs> like the fact that it's like, no, it's got the hands and she's got to be pretty. And she just magically yeah. like puts her hands over her, and then it's fixed, and she looks like perfect again. She looks like a super. Yeah. God damn it! Because you know I've had a broken nose for the rest of the movie. That would have been like uh, hard that I get because it's like I get that like you know her having to reset her own broken nose. A is cool and is fucking badass because um, I broke my nose once. Oh, well, I actually broke my nose a couple of times, and the first time I went to reset it, I just cried for about <laughs> ten minutes because I just touched my nose and I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, and somebody else had to do it for me, and I cried for about another ten minutes after that. <laughs> um, uh, but secondly, was the fact that yeah, it does hamper your breathing somewhat when your nose is at a, like a yeah, like a different angle. It makes it makes it difficult to breathe, you know. But um. But yeah, I did like that scene where they were like, I'm like, okay, this is cool because she's not just beating him up. She's out thinking him. Yeah, like, but the, the whole sequence where she's like goading him into hitting her and it's like, oh, this is like, again, this is like all that subtext about, you know, abusive relationships and stuff. Yeah. This is like fucked up. Like, she's like um, getting under his skin and talking about how, you know, his masculinity is shit. And Jeremy yeah. said like, she, oh, I can take a punch. Everybody's like, oh. just laughing at you. Yeah. You, oh, is that all you've got? He's, he's, this over, he's this overweight middle-aged man, and it's just like, oh fuck, this is too real. It's like, yeah. Um, but, but that's also, the thing. Like at that moment, I was like, yeah, fucking go on. Yeah. Like really, really going for it at that point because I was so behind it. Uh, like standing up for him, like calling him out on his shame because that's not what happens in those situ- situations. Yeah. And you go and you do get the people that sort of shy away from it and get really, and because they're afraid. And when, and that's it, when you take the fear away, like she did. Mm. And like, even seeing it before, even knowing that it was like in the film, in the fictional setting, it was acting rather than just acting. Yeah. Um, It was to sort of further the thing to try and find out and get his, like, get the ring off him and get this sort of control method sorted. That's when I was just like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Like, I'm really rooting for him at this point because... 
this is the sort of behavior that you that people don't have you know they don't get somebody stand up to them yeah and it's when people get repeatedly stood up to that that's when they start to back down and realize that they're not this big tough guy you know and he's like no i am i am a big tough guy and everyone should be afraid of me because i've got this and it's like no that matters yeah it's just, and you might be controlling as fuck, but it's all other people that are doing these things for you. Once it gets behind the scenes, yeah, you know, once it's the Wizard of Oz sort of thing, isn't it? Once yeah. you see who's like pulling the levers and controlling it, you're no 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 longer impressed. Yeah, but like um, I I thought it was good. I just wish that I would have swapped the casting. I would have had instead of um, Ray Winston because I don't know Ray, why Ray Winston. You can't. He's not no doing. He's, not, he's doing a very bad Russian accent. I mean, he's not bad. He's all right. I've seen him be worse, but he's fine. But I feel like it would have been better if it was Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Because Kenneth Branagh, like, imagine the, the character that, I know it's typecasting, but imagine the way he played it. I know you didn't like this film. Tenet. But yeah, that's, no, that's, that's what I was thinking. Tenet. As well, like having that, somebody that like, had. Like the scenes between him and Elizabeth Debicki in that, where he's really fucking going off on her. And it's like this whole, you know, male control manipulation. It's got yeah. Russian accent down. And it's and he's threatening, and it's like, right, you might just swap him out for Ray Winston, and you've got something fucking really special there in that scene, I think. But then at the same time, yeah. people say it's well, that's exactly the same as Tenet, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. I know, but it, if it works, don't, don't if it ain't broke. Well, exactly, but at the same time, like, the, yeah, you are going to be sort of having these comparisons all throughout, where you go, oh, it could be this and it could be that, but and it is a shame that they've. Again, they're burning through, they burn through villains so quickly. Yeah. And I know he's not like, it, it, it worked in this sense to be able to burn through a villain and just go, yeah, he's dead now. Because yeah, I think they, so she, yeah, and then, then so also that got, story. But they've also got, you know, um, it's Taskmaster is something that they can definitely bring back. And yeah. Yelena and Red Guardian, like there's so much more, so many pieces that they've added to this now that they're going to be able to play with yeah. going forward. Um, that I feel like it makes sense for on the, in this occasion to burn through that. And he's not exactly a colourful, punchy villain, is he? Do you know no, I mean? no, he's not. He's a, he's a much more malevolent sort yeah. of villain than a lot of the other characters that you, you were sort of used to seeing yeah. in. Like we're, we're all getting excited to see like these very theatrical yeah, villains. Yeah, like, like the Mandarin is coming up in the next movie. Um, yeah. Like the real Mandarin. And it's like played by a very faint, like a Chinese actor. I can't remember, remember the guy's name now. Yeah. He's like, I remember when he was cast, it was a big deal because he's like a very well respected Chinese actor. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is like the Mandarin that we all thought we were going to get with Ben Kingsley. Now we're actually going to get it for real, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still like that twist. No, so, I do, so do I. But now I like it because now they're, we can have both. Like, I like the fact that we can have yeah. both. The fact that we had the joke Mandarin and the fact that it's a British guy playing. A, a Middle yeah. Eastern like terrorist like that makes it even better. Like it makes it even yeah. more of like the meta ness commentary of that of like him being like the stereotype of a villain, and then now we're actually going to get the real one. Yeah, like, that's cool. I like that. But like if it well, like been... putting whitewashing into that, yeah, and and... and and the fact that it's the man who played Gandhi as well, <laughs> and that's that was like, exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. You yeah, know, getting just... like the, the the one thing where it's like one of the most infamous like. <laughs> film roles for anybody and you're like oh sir ben kingsley as mohandas wow. gandhi <laughs> it's like and yeah it's, like, it's so, it works on so many levels and i, I don't think they intended it to but it does <laughs> yeah uh um, but yeah it's it's really good and like having yeah it's uh it's good to see nuances within things and it's good to see like i don't know like I'm bringing in some of my frustrations from like Loki um, at the yeah. moment on some of the stuff with that, but um, yeah, it's good to see, but it's also good to see a character that's not like we were just saying, it's not, it's not the same, but bad. Yeah. You know? no, yeah, definitely Same not. character, it's... but evil. Yeah. Because if it's... it had turned out that it would have just been Yelena as the bad guy. Yeah. It's just, then it's a just bla like, black oh, widow, and then you have to fight the white widow. Or the... Oh, the fuck yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we don't go by that name anymore. We're just the widows. Now we're just the widows. Yeah. Um, and it's like W1D0W5. And you're like, like that modernization where they're like, let's put numbers in there to make it cool. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they were better than that. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there's to say really at this point. I think that not, they, not obviously lot, will, um, it's gonna it's fat, it's got its place within the MCU, and it's a film that will be revisited and to, and you yeah. know, rewatched and talk, talked about. Um, Is it one that you think you're gonna sort of go back too much? Um, I think so, potentially. I think mean, it's definitely going to be part of my rewatch. Like, I think what we've ended up with now in terms of Marvel is that there's this little collection of movies that all deal with the aftermath of Civil War. Yeah. Um, and it, so it's like Black Panther immediately spinning us off from that because it's about T'Challa going home and taking out the mantle following his father's death in Civil War. Yeah. You've got Homecoming, which is Peter gets the suit in Civil War and then goes home and has to deal with that. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Scott gets put on house arrest as a result of Civil War. And then yeah. that widow, Natasha, goes on the run because of Civil War. So you've got this nice little, like, you know, four movies now dealing with the aftermath, which you put in the middle before you get to all the crazy Thanos stuff. Yeah. So I think it's quite, it works quite well. And I think definitely, like, given that with the introduction of the characters and the people who we're going to see more of, I think it is definitely one that I'll go back to probably more so than some of the others. Um, because I know it's, it's not, I think I did my ranking and it's not quite, broken into my top 10 but it's almost there no. um of marvel films um i don't know what about you i think i i think i will to be honest i think it's one of those ones that i'll put on uh and really really enjoy the start but then as it gets towards the end i'll be like okay i can kind of drift off a little bit here yeah because it's but kind of I, how I, I feel with a couple of the other ones as well like I feel like I, it's, uh, the, it's just that middle section is like anything when she gets in the room with Ray Winston and has all that out. That's what I would like draw me yeah. back in. I feel. Yeah. Um, Cause there are like, it's like Ragnarok has a case of that because yeah. it just goes from like really compelling character movement movements and things happening in this really fantastical realm to going back to Asgard, quipping, having a big fight with people and yeah. then like a really compelling villain just being binned off. Yeah. And then like Black Panther again sort of falls in. I know it's sort of sacrilege to sort of speak poorly of uh Black Panther because I know how much you love Chadwick and everything else. But what no, I just sort not- of want to <laughs> say is it's like the third. No, no, no. But like I'm what I'm saying is like I appreciate your passion for it. I don't want you to think that I'm like poo-pooing it. Yeah. Like I love that film and I really recognize the strength of the performance and everything in there. But it does end up with um Two two, bad, two CGI villains of, of versions of the same villain punching each other. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I get that. Like, I get that. My thing with that is, it's the uh, as soon as the mask comes off and you see um, Michael B. Jordan again, it's fine. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's the that confrontation that they have after the fact and the whole you know just bury me in the sea is like, oh fuck, that's so much better. Yeah. Like, it, but there is, but for me, is like it's for the sake of a five minute segment where they just turn into CGI models fighting each other. Yeah, it's the like, CGI models fighting one another. Martin Freeman's flying around in yeah, a that, CGI that, yeah. jet. No, I agree and... that that is the weakest part of that. But it's like it's not enough. Everything up till that point and after it yeah. is good enough for me not to bother worry exactly. about it. Really, it's like exactly Black Widow, and that's what more. I'm saying. Well, like this one is that there is, you know, we are in a situation where it's 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 a little bit like that for me. Like I'm going to phase out in a couple of sections. Yeah, but I'm not exactly yeah i don't know really what i'm gonna get sort of too far into sort of saying this because otherwise we'll carry on going for ages but yeah yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like um i'm still going to enjoy a lot of what's happening in it yeah and then there's a little bit where you can sort of phase out towards the end as it is with a couple of the other ones um but yeah i think it was great yeah um yeah so that's it um so the mcu is back um there's a hell of a lot more yeah it's back we've got a shitload more stuff coming this second end of the year we're gonna have yeah shang chi we're gonna have eternals we're gonna have spider-man we're gonna have um tv shows potentially miss marvel and hawkeye are still coming um what if did you see that new trailer for what if i did have you heard about the uh the rumored lego minifigure series no so, do you know Lego minifigure series where they do the blind bags? Yeah. The rumor is that towards the end of this year, they're going to be doing that for all the Marvel TV shows. So, Amazing. Loki, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, what if? And yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of Loki, that's of- something else that we could do potentially because I know for both Falcon and for um, 
WandaVision, we've done episodes. Um, yeah. So we should maybe come back to Loki. There's one episode left on Loki. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. I think this one more so than the others, it all depends on how they stick this landing or not. Yes. Um, it could be great. It could retroactively ruin the whole thing. I don't know yet. <laughs> but so we'll all hold off and talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely do need an episode. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But anyway, cool. So yeah, there, and there's other stuff coming out. Um, so some of like us... the the next Fear Street. So we've got the, the Fear yeah. Street trilogy that we're gonna do. Yeah. So we've, we've got, got them got, to watch. Uh, we've got um, potentially the Purge. Purges. I think purges. we should do the Purges. Yeah. So I watched the first Purge, as in the movie oh, yeah? called the movie, not the Purge. The Purge. You didn't was... watch the first Purge. You watched the no, Purge. No, no I, I watched the first Purge. Wait, oh, so you didn't watch the actual first purge. You watched the first purge. Jesus Christ. Right. I watched the movie. <laughs> this is so confusing for anyone listening. I watched the movie that is called The First Purge. That's his title. Oh, okay. Because you know what I'm like? I have to watch everything in chronological order. Yeah, you fucking weirdo. I am fucking weirdo like that. I don't know what I'd tell you. So I watched that and now I'm going to watch. Now I'm, I'm, I'm isolating for the next seven days. So I'm going to probably watch the TV show. Oh. <laughs> Um, and get into the purge stuff because the other option that we had was um, Space Jam and that trailer came on in front of this and I, just, I can't do it. No. I can't do it. It just looks so bad and just like... Awful. Yeah, I can't I, I can't bring myself to pay to go watch that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. No, um, let's not do that. It kind of... I don't want to... I don't actually want to see that one. I know no. that people might want to hear us talk about it, but I don't actually want to see it just because of how much... Uh, Space Jam was like really precious to me when I was a kid, and I don't really know why. Like, I just really loved that film, and I went to see it at like a bit of a rough time in my life, and it was, I don't know, it brought me a lot of joy. Well, maybe we, maybe we do an episode do... on, we'll do an episode on the first one, and then just not talk about the new one. <laughs> well, maybe because I like uh, yeah. I like the first ones, but I've got a similar sort of nostalgia for it as well, so I, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but now, like, there is some problematic stuff in there now. Like, I mean, R. Kelly for a start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth watching the whole thing just for Bill Murray turning up at the end. And, and yeah, how, how exactly did you get here anyway? He oh, just... you know, a producer's a friend of mine, and you know, Teamster dropped me off. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, we're digressing. Um, so yeah, there's the summer is upon us. There's more movies coming out. Um, I think end of this month we're also going to get uh, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, which is looking good. Um, yep. And it's getting some positive buzz now, uh, now that critics are starting to be able to watch it. Um, so good. we'll do that. And um, we'll keep these going. So yeah, I, hopefully we're back in a much more normal um, way of doing things now and going to the cinema and stuff. Uh, yep. And we'll keep keep um, showing these out. Yeah. yeah, in a week. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. All right thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. We'll, um, yeah, do some purging. Yeah, I'll try and get. Days. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll see. Um, like I said, well, in theory, I'm allowed it back out again on Sunday. Um, cool. But then, yeah, I've got to watch a lot more Purge. I watched, like I say, I watched the first Purge last night. Now I've got to watch. Yeah. Where they I think, send, I think where... the first Purge is the only one that I haven't seen. Is it not? It's the one where it's literally, mm. yeah, it's the one they do an experiment on yeah. Purge on Saturn Island. And then like pe- the black, yeah. pe- black people aren't killing each other quick enough. So they send in a bunch of white supremacists to stir <laughs> things up. It's like, hmm, it's politically charged. Yeah, that is the one that I haven't seen. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs>